This is Season 2, Episode 2 of the Midnight Lantern Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Midnight Lantern. My name is Sean J. Barlon, a.k.a. Swan, and with me today, as always, is my co-host, JC Reno. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yo, Once happy again. birthday, my dude. I thank you. Wow. You did, we did not prepare for that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, that's not in the notes. That's not in the notes. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, I turned... I'm 24 now, which is crazy. Nice. Uh, I think I'm the same age. Yeah, I'm finally your age, dude. I'm so fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, feels weird. Feels weird, man. Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting time, but, you know, we're back here. It's already... It's only been like a week and a half since we were supposed to record oh, yeah, a little we're on sooner, schedule. but we're on schedule. this is on schedule. That's right. This is the new season <laughs> two schedule, baby. Revamped. We're adults of now. the Midnight Lantern. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So this this week we've been playing a few games here and there. I'm I'm back from my trip. Uh, I got tested. Nice. You know, safe. We we you know COVID Doing safe. The of safe course. Way. Good to hear. So I'm back home. You know, um, Star Wars Battlefront Two was. Free, free so Olympic i was like games. yeah let me just download that and then um and then i played a little bit of tech in and that's oh and i i hopped on wow when i got back but other than that that's all i've been doing that's nice for me i've kind of just been i mean i've been skating a little we went skating a bit and then i also played um i've just been playing the witness actually and that's all i've been playing um on occasion and within very short spurts because if I start to play too long, um, I, I start to feel like I'm missing out on the experience. Like I'm doing, I feel like I'm doing it wrong if I just try to binge it. Like the, it's not a binge game. You gotta be there. Mm. You gotta be there fully to to appreciate it. Interesting. That's yeah. where I'm at. Along is it with because the, it's like I don't know. Well, if this is too early to ask, but is it because it's designed that way, or that's just how? Oh yeah. You oh, feel. I, it's how I. In the end, it's how it it came to me. It's how it came across for me. I know that there's a lot of like community arrogance about um. It's a game that people look at with a lot of uh like this is mm. this is just an arrogant man with uh like a, a false elitism. But it's like mm. if you get like to... melee, <laughs> like melee. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But imagine like Sakurai is like melee is a game where Sakurai is just like wants everyone to play it and wants it to be approachable for everyone. And then the community just said, "Fuck that." It's we're making it elite. We're going elite, and then it so it's like the community is the the arrogant one, and like the the poor developer has his game stolen. In this case, it's just the developer who's arrogant, yeah. and if you criticize it wrong, he doesn't like you. John Blow. Jonathan Blow. And <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Jeez. A blowman. That's that's, that's tragic. That's tra- <laughs> but no, he's he's a little. I mean, he's older. I'm sure he's de- he's he's not in high school anymore. Yeah. People don't make blow jokes to him, blow <laughs> blowfish jokes. But I mean, it's interesting that you like that's your schedule as you're playing. Like it's yeah. kind of incrementally. Yeah, uh, I've felt the same for different reasons. Um, mine is because uh, after coming back from like three two weeks of like not playing a video game at all, healthy detox. I, 
yeah it was and it made me realize like okay let me for this year uh not to make like whole new year <laughs> new me but like um <laughs> i kind of wanted to focus more on um like my creative energy and like where it's being put out yeah um because i think a lot of times especially at the end of last semester which we talked about in the last episode like all my energy was just drained and then i just like played an mmo and like became and, a zombie yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so all my dopamine just receptors just got fried and then yeah yeah um, and you had to detox yeah so now i'm fresh and then instead of kind of like playing games like I used to, even if it is like at a healthy level, I feel like I want to spend more of my energy um, creating. Um, yeah. That's like photography, uh, uh, skating, doing other hobbies. Um, I want to do like more film. Um, I feel like I said this last year too, but like this time it's like super intentional. And yeah. I, we mentioned it before where it's like as long as we're striving for intentionally like pursuing whatever it is at that What's moment. What's meaningful, yeah. It, like, progress gets made way, like, way more. Oh, yeah. Like, And definitely, definitely going to talk about that. I, yeah. I think, what I think what you just said, what was it? It was that, um, that's the thing about gaming addiction, because obviously I think a lot of gamers, a lot of gamers out there are into the, uh, the, the Dr. K. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Healthy, Healthy Gamer, Gamer. GG. Yeah. yeah. And, like, but that's the thing is, like, game addiction, this is totally a tangent, but game addiction it's the one addiction that it's not it's especially not fun like obviously like with 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 drugs it's like it it's like you up the dosage and then mm. it's like new kind of thrill but with games it never gets like that it's just that you lose your intentionality so like you let you just let yourself run on it and what happens what i find is that you never realize how your brain needs to rest so it's like for me when i look back and what i see in a lot of people is that you don't live as fully and it, it's it's like you never meet, re, meet like you never reach a level of enjoyment and things because you're always drained of this dopamine because and it's not like it's like you're not having a good time it's just you're getting pulled along unlike, yeah you're just getting say, dragged right unlike like heroin where it's amazing every time but you're dying like you're not dying you're just not having a good time <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i'm glad you brought up like the enjoyment of mm -hmm. it because of the way we're like intentionally playing games like in increments it's made it way more enjoyable because like now you're you're not just like mindlessly a zombie because you're you're getting dopamine from the game now you're like intentionally like i'm gonna play for like an hour or right. two and it's like yeah once i have it, my once, orientation once, I, once i'm done i don't have to like force myself to keep playing i'm just like <laughs> This probably sounds like, yeah, that's just like the normal thing to do. Like, what, right. what's wrong with you guys? Just stop playing video games. But it definitely... It's just what like happens. A fine, there's a fine line between like, like playing with the homies and then you end up playing like a bunch of different games. Yeah. But it doesn't... Like on paper, it sounds like <laughs> you're just <laughs> playing video games for hours, but it doesn't feel like that. Yeah, right. It feel well, man. We totally opened another can of worms on this. Yeah. So, essentially, what I've been playing intentionally and incrementally there is, um, I've been playing Tekken Seven just to like get my hands warm because I played. All right, I lied. I played one video game over the break, 
it's because uh, when I was visiting my friends, they had Tekken, and so you know we we ran a few sets. They um, jumped you. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Now that I'm like playing, um, like it's- intentionally and like aware of the game I'm playing and like what it's doing to my brain, mm-hmm. it's no longer like oh, I'm just gonna chump here, <laughs> right? Whereas like like kind of just play a game just to play a game. It's like I'm training my brain to get used to like that muscle that it's using. And that is because I play mm-hmm. a lot of very um, focus heavy and like competitive games. Yeah, high intensity. But then when I played Star Wars Battlefront 2, just to try it out with like my friends, this is mm-hmm. where it got interesting because I'm on this like high performance seeking like pursuit. And then I play like this, what to me would be like a casual game. Just like to play a game that's like way out of my circle, yeah. Um, and just to try it, and so I played it. It was like a lot of fun. The immersion's sick. The UI is amazing. Like I, <laughs> it's so polished. And I was like, I was getting like nostalgic because I used to play Battlefront as a kid, like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm playing, and you're like thrown right into the the uh, like battlefield. And you like you feel like you're in the movies, and like all the sounds are like on point. Even like right. that, even the characters look like the actors. It's <laughs> right, so the sick. The games really hit that whole like imaginative, um, like like put yourself in the world Star Wars drama fantasy. That whole power fantasy. I think they do a really good job of putting you there. Yeah. But then after playing like three or four matches, and they're pretty long because like they kind of like drag on a bit. Yeah. like a tug of war command post type of game um i realized it's like man this is this it <laughs> like you know what i mean like yeah there wasn't it didn't seem like there was more to it for me to enjoy um and i we were talking about this earlier where you said it's it they really nail like the eye candy you know like the mm-hmm. the way it's just candy kind of to your yeah like dopamine the imagination it, um, yeah it's candy it's imaginative candy yeah and then there's like they there's nothing else to it and they kind of like blindly try to hook you on it and that's it right and then they what they even they did with this one was try to get you into the micro payments and shit like that which is yeah appalling. but yeah yeah it, it's like and that like it's disappointing because you look back it's like what was i doing i spent all that time playing battlefront 2 as a kid and it's like why did i was this, was i just playing the same game like the same sandboxy run around yeah. shoot game and like yes that <laughs> yeah but i agree it doesn't work as it's not as effective but you're saying that's different from tekken how you were playing tekken right so i mean like, this is probably a terrible Wars. like two different genres to compare but yeah. it's like uh one feels like i'm playing a video game and one feels like i'm putting in a practice into my mind because i'm uh intentionally like working it out you know what i mean like i'm yeah like, that like, process of like like hyper focus and performance um like i just don't see that like i could try to apply it to battlefront but i feel yeah. like it's not designed that way and i wouldn't enjoy it and there was a moment when i was playing battlefront 2 because we were losing so much i'm like damn like we let should just try get, let me let me just get good let me try yeah. But then it ruined, it like took me out of the immersion of what was candy, you know? Yeah. And it was like, 
no like that it just didn't it felt like uh it was like almost removing like the illusion and i'm like damn like if i wanted uh, to be sweaty at this game <laughs> you like, break the illusion yeah and then it's like that's no fun right which is I, not I the wanna, point i want to see the cool you know star wars fights and yeah. i want to be a trooper on the battlefield <laughs> you want to role play <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I mean, uh... it always comes back. We <laughs> we, oh, we know yeah. what kind of player you are. <laughs> but yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Like, you wouldn't play. You want to play Star Wars as the escapist, drama, fantasy, imaginative, um, you know, otherworldliness. But when you play Tekken, you're trying to complement your like your or your person. You're trying to complement your orientation. You're trying to be intentional. Like you're bringing it into your reality versus escaping your reality mm-hmm. which is what you'd be doing with star wars so and you think like i mean i agree 100 percent because it, it like star wars is just like it's just the appearance it's the surface of things that's so enamoring but underneath i mean it, it's like ea you know <laughs> so that's what it, yeah that's what you're getting but like yeah it's, it's a really well done I, I agree it's very polished um but like on that intentionality point like that that's like how i felt with witness um which is i think that's what you're saying like when the more i play witness the more or the witness the more i realize what jonathan blow is doing (laughs) is okay (laughs) the emphasis is weird there what i don't know it is weird like if you're not used to just hearing his name um yeah dude it's just is it spelled blow too like b-l-o-w jonathan jesus blow (laughs) but what he's doing like it is i would say this is a close i'd say the closest you're gonna get in terms of retail games to like high art um because like what he's trying to do is is to establish this kind of cognizant intentional intimacy with the player that is exactly like um and i think we we talked about this before like when you're t- when you're learning a new character in a fighting game and you it's like totally fresh and you're like engaging all the puzzles that go into the nuance of the character you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah and the more that you um the more that you you learn the character the more that you solve the nuances of the character the better your performance will be but that Mm -hmm. takes a really like you've got to stand on the platforms you build for yourself as you're learning this character so it's got to be very conscious you're very intentional when you're in that learning space when you're in that uh creative kind of um it's like an innovation space that takes a lot yeah. of, and it's it's a lot of what I would say is like this thinking from first principles thing, where it's like um, you're trying to forge like okay, what is the actual identity of each part of this character so that I can build on it, and um, you know, use it in a fight, and use it effectively in a fight. Like to me, that's what the witness is. Like if I'm trying to compare it to like to your context of fighting games, the witness is trying yeah. to do this, but in like a in like a philosophical um in a communication way right it it, subliminally this whole game is just about language it's like language without language but what Mm -hmm. it's doing is like it's it it gives you like a concept in the beginning and it's kind of easy like you can kind of just guess randomly and you'll you'll kind of stumble upon the answer and when you find the answer you realize it's trying to tell you something with that answer Mm -hmm. and it was pretty easy then the next thing like all the puzzles are set up um in sections in this whole game and i haven't finished it so I mean, I, I can't say everything about it, but when you solve a puzzle, it, it moves on to an iteration on the same context, on the same thing. It's like when someone writes sheet music, it's like music. It's like 
when you do like a little ornamentalism or a little iteration on a melody, like that's what it's doing. It's just with a with this puzzle, but it's trying to communicate something. So as it goes on, um, I know this is like into like a pretty decently long tangent, but as it goes on through each section of puzzles, it first like brings the same idea, like the same symbol that it's trying to communicate with you about, and gets kind of creative with it. And then you kind of have to have your an intuition about what is it saying. And you make a set of like assumptions and some of those assumptions are true and some of them are are not true, but it's like you kind of, as the puzzles go on, it's like you're forced to narrow down what the, the meaning, the denotation of this symbol is. So it's like every time it's trying to sharpen, it's challenging what you think this symbol means and it, it's revealing to you what it actually means, like the, the true sharp denotation by blocking off your assumptions you could say by showing you that your assumptions are not going to work in this case and i mean i don't know how much you want to hear how much more you want to hear about this but <laughs> that's that's like the there's a there's a point of that in the game where that's very intimate where like there's yeah. the the person is communicating to you and the only way you can actually progress in this game is to become conscious in the way that you're learning a new character you have to become self-conscious and like aware that something is communicating to you in order to keep progressing yeah and this ties back to like uh i forget what episode we talked about where the when you're playing a game it does feel like you're communicating with the designer like directly right especially in these like indie games where it is just the one this person guy. who designed the game yeah um and so you 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 reference a lot of like fighting games and that's because i mean i play a lot of fighting games it's yeah. kind of like so that makes the most sense to me because like literally right before we were recording, uh, while I was waiting for you to get on, I, I just played Dragon Ball Fighters for the first time in like a year, um, hey. just to try out the new characters, um, Master Roshi and uh, Super Baby. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's from GT. I don't, I don't watch enough Dragon no Ball GT, but <laughs> like I just sat down in the lab. It didn't feel like it didn't. I wasn't like let me play Dragon Ball Fighters. You know, it was more of like let me. Like intentionally see what the designers did right. with this character, like do the inputs to see like how they compare to like the the base like universal uh move set of like most of the characters in Dragon Ball Fighters. Right. And then let me see like what they design to give this these characters like their own personality, their own identity, and like their play style and like combos. Um, right. Right. Like an an example of like one of those universal combos would be like the medium combo that's universal to all characters that you can kind of use. That's what you're yeah. you're referring to, right? That and also like that that that's specifically an auto combo, but also like the um the structure of the combo. How to me, I always visualize as a sandwich. Um, mm. I know uh, what was it you referenced before? Because um, I know <laughs> the mirepoix. Yeah, mirepoix, right? Where <laughs> that's kind of like the base ingredients to like most dishes in cuisine <laughs> yeah it's like the fixed um, element for like a have, lot like, of the strangest analogies but <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> pretty but unnecessary it, it is true like that is how i internalize it as kind of like um a recipe like a sandwich or like a cuisine or like a recipe right yeah. because you start off these combos with like um like a certain move you put in like the base ingredients and then you end it with that same like move uh, right and then the buns. this is where it got interesting 
because you you mentioned in the witness how it's like sheet music yeah this is like my brain was like dude i was firing off as you were <laughs> speaking because caring for that that energy of like applying it to sheet music not yeah. only does it like uh connect with what i've been doing recently which is actually like writing music uh, because oh, i like taking a step away from like video games to do more creative things it's okay. like the same energy though even though it's like a new thing that i picked up it's the same energy i'm using in these combos but i'm just applying it in a different medium for like this energy that i have right. in my brain because in Dragon Ball Fighters, all the combos are universal, but then the character adds its own flavor or like spice, so to speak. Right. Um, where you can fill in those gaps of like those pockets, like it is like sheet music. Yeah, or, like what what can I squeeze in before like the bar, like these the measures oh, of a shit. sheet music? You know what I mean? Yeah, like um, the ornamentalism. You can add a little ornamentalism to every bass yeah. melody. And the only way you can actually kind of view it like that is if you understand the design of the game. Right. Or like you have to be able to read the melody. You have to be able to read the sheet music. Yeah. And I think your whole connection with like how it, it's like an intimate communication with the way the game designed, the way you're supposed to play it. Yeah. Um, like that's so important, especially in a fixed game like Dragon Ball Fighters, where it is kind of like very structured like that right and that's why to me it was really enjoyable to just sit down and play it for 30 minutes to lab out like these new characters and i was able to do it like it wasn't frustrating or anything it didn't feel like i was learning anything <laughs> new in terms of like fundamentals because yeah. of how easy it is to pick up and just do it right because i know how the game is designed Right, you understand the first principles of the design of, of the entire game itself. Yeah. Versus a non-fixed game, which is something you brought off, off air, where like the whole fixed versus non-fixed game design. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a good example of that would be Tekken 7, um, where Ooh. it's less structured around like universal combos because every character has its own... like Right, unique uh, creative window. Yeah. Um, That's which makes it it makes it difficult, but worth playing more. Right, more game knowledge is required. Yeah, and, and this ties back to like um, why I think I'm playing less games like lately. It's like not that I'm playing less games. I feel like I've I always play less games than you, <laughs> or like you yeah, know well. I, I always only play one or two games. Right. But why I'm, I guess, um, in this perspective, back on that competitive drive for like high performance and like sustenance and quote unquote like something real, yeah, um, yeah, is because it's like, um, the more I I understand like, the more I intentionally play games that I'm trying to understand fully, then the more like worth it is. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, when I was playing uh, Battlefront 2, for example, and, like, no hate, like, I, I love the game already. But yeah. to me, I already knew, even before finishing and installing it, I was like, I'll probably play this for a week and then never play it again. Because <laughs> I, just under I understand that it's just that type of game. Right, it's not a game to dig into, it's a game to for recreation. 
It's a game for the yeah. candy. Right. And Agreed. so I'm now I'm like wondering when when should I play Battlefront 2 versus like when should I just like pursue like a uh, more engaging game with like intention. Yeah. Well, so like I think for me um like those engaging games with intention are like mildly exhausting. And right. so it's like, but this is the thing I was saying too, like with game addiction, like what you don't realize is that you need to stop engaging games at all. Like you think you can play a game idly, but it's actually still engaging your dopamine systems just in a subconscious way. And it's droning mm. out that zombie. Like, so what you actually have to do is stop playing. And that's the, like, that's what people don't realize is this social media games, all that stuff. It's actually draining your brain mm. of ability to refresh and actually yeah. play games like with that intentionality that we're talking about. So it's like, that's what's hard is like when you can just get strung along by these short term dopamine cycles that I think social media is much more common for exploiting. Um, yeah. But so for me, it's like, it's like being intentional with your rest. So it's like, mm. I'm going to, what I eventually found out was that like, I'm not going to, when I'm working during the day, I'm not going to go look at Facebook or Reddit or something. My break, I'm going to spend 15 minutes just looking out the window. And that's it. Right. I'm just going to yeah. look out the window and try not to think about too many things. Because before, like, I mean, especially when, like, when we were younger, high school, like, I'd say a lot of the reason I, I, I didn't change things I could have changed at the time was because I was just stuck in these cycles of, of just, like, league of legends at night and then uh <laughs> oh, you know stamp late then like wake up drowsy and then sleep in class and then go home and then play league of legends and then like so like that whole it's because i never it's it's like also because my brain was always running like i was always thinking about things so if, if i just learned to detach not even detach but just learn how to rest properly um i think then i like i could have done a lot more things i would have been much more self-aware at the time i would have been much more conscious so for me that's to play a game meaningfully and, and consciously, like you're saying, it's it's just learning how to rest and not get stuck in your own, which I think if you have like some like like anxiety or depression or like a mental illness, um, it's really, that shit's hard. Like it's mm -hmm. really hard to rest because your brain is always in this mode of, it, it never has enough serotonin, never has enough dopamine to just be. So like for me, that's like, yeah, it's like uh, exercise and uh yeah and like just learn how to not do anything for 15 minutes yeah. every so often i would even like make it even broader to say that it's about learning how to just be intentional with everything you're doing throughout your day which i yeah. which we ended the last yeah. episode with but i guess to like further dive Refresh into that. that point um you know just learning to be intentional with your rest even your breathing like just hey. like controlling your breathing and like like yeah, how i don't know if this, this is gonna get weird but like <laughs> intentionally breathing and then like knowing what it's doing to your body like knowing that like your oxygen the oxygen you're like you're intaking is like being used by your body and then like uh, see like it, for me when when people talk about that i sometimes don't know what they mean so like this is totally a tangent but what like, what uh, it's because you you're, you're, you're INTP, yeah. <laughs> no, really, yeah. I mean, I'm too analytical. I don't know. Because how I feel it is, like, let's say I'm out of breath, 
because like we're skating right and this is always because i'm like the moments where i I, like try to intentionally breathe is because i'm like either trying to do like some kind of high performance sport or you know activity Mm -hmm. and then i'm like okay shit like i'm out of breath i like didn't i forgot to like it's always a moment where i realized i wasn't like taking deep breaths when i can and so Mm. um i'll like try to imagine my body like breathing in and then like like distributing the oxygen to like the blood and like the muscles that it needs to Mm. go especially when it's like um like like for skating it's like all my legs right yeah so like okay like let me drink water and give like energy to my legs oh <laughs> you know what i mean with your and breath so I, I think at some point at some like almost spiritual or like meditative level yeah like that actually works especially when you get into like that practice of uh like yoga or something super like meditative like that yeah. where it actually does affect it because your body like listens almost agree like for me the the one experience i've had is like when you do downward facing dog like if i don't mm. breathe i like it hurts way too much <laughs> <laughs> like i have to breathe for that but then also what i've done before is like i remember i i got like a yoga class and i did a whole yoga thing like i was doing yoga a lot but i started like i start like the way she was teaching you to breathe like i could tell like i just wasn't getting enough breath so I would really try to force it. Like I'd really try to breathe and stretch my rib cage. Cause you know, they say like breathe out with your rib cage in all directions. Like mm-hmm. that's one thing. Um, I actually was started getting like, uh, like tears in my like rib muscles. Like I would get like uh cramps and like kinks. Yeah. And so like, I, I'm like, okay, I was probably doing that wrong, but I felt <laughs> like I was just like, <laughs> I felt like I was doing it right. It's like, I, that's one thing too, is like, I don't, I think I'm just naturally not, it's it's just harder for me. Yeah. Yeah. But that aside. Yeah, like that is the the whole <laughs> intentional um like be, yeah, being intentional. The whole method of being very intentional with everything that you do. Um I want to tie it to like what you mentioned when you're talking about the witness where mm-hmm. your your knowledge of the game as you're playing and I'm obser- and observing it mm-hmm. gets better, like your gameplay gets better, like the way you're solving puzzles more efficiently, and you understand like the symbols and the language the game is speaking to you. Yeah. It's because you're standing on the platforms you've built, which is like that knowledge, that experience. Right. Um and when you intentionally apply that to like everything you do, and like and this is the only right. way I see this is because we play a lot of competitive games, is like uh yeah. the more intentionally you do that like the more you're able to not only build higher platforms um it's also like you're able to like i guess find those platforms in your mind you know what i mean yeah. like uh those we're pillars. very visual <laughs> we're very visual thinkers right so like back to that yeah. whole pillars thing i don't know if that was on the podcast or off where yeah, we did talk about <laughs> how the internal space of our mind are these pillars of experience and knowledge that we built up over our life. Mm-hmm. So to stand on those platforms, those pillars, so to speak, is it's like me picking up a fighting game for the first time, but then I'm already standing on a huge base of fighting game knowledge. Right. 
and so I'm able to like relate add it to, on to it. Yeah, I'm like able to relate to it, and then like right. build further, understand the design of the game, and right. this that's like the connection that you were saying where it's you're communicating with the design of the game, and like it's like an intimate kind of dance almost, and like a you know if yeah. I do this, what what does the game do? Right, and then and, and even then it's like the way it comes off is like. It's it's almost like reality in that if you don't actually think consciously about what's like what what's going on in front of you and what's going on around you and what's being said in this moment, like it, it's like in reality where you you're just not gonna grow, you're not gonna attain insight on the things around you. Like you can just wander the whole world and it's a very beautiful world and not make progress in any regard. And you'll you can just explore and you won't find any of these nooks and crannies because you're not because you're not activating that like conscious self-awareness yeah that is trying to activate for me which is i yeah i think that's like that yeah that's like that dialogue yeah but Sorry, i think yeah, what we're there are people like that's like that's like not a bad thing like that's yeah. life for them too i think it's just because of the way our personalities are and like the way we approach things and the way we learn things through observation and then process yeah. um it's like well it's like what we chase in life and what we consider like life for us like that's what sustenance is for us like that mm -hmm. like king from hunter hunter right you know like that's us just, just playing board arc. games you know what i mean right right like that's how where he found that intimacy that's where yeah i just finished that arc the tamara ant arc um yeah with that girl this girl who was so assuming who uh, so unassuming and just through like the process of playing this game, like just garnering like respect and insight and intimacy with your opponent, which like for it's is the opponent, but yeah, yeah, it's like that with the witness. It's like, oh, there's something it's not the world, but it's there's something meaningful being said about the world. Yeah, there's something ourselves. like real there for him. Right. Right, right. Which we definitely covered in our chess talk, but just like uh mm -hmm. yeah. in a different way. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think essentially every episode we cover everything. Some, it's yeah, just right. like slowly becoming more and more <laughs> uh, consumable and Realized. more compact and less tangential. Yeah, I agree. Dude, that's actually so true. It's it's always it's always about everything. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's probably because that's what like, we tie it to. It's how, all how, interconnected. Yeah, how I see it is because I'm using the same energy to relate all my hobbies and niches to like it's all like the same energy for me because it's like how i approach it right um, it's like that mirepoix with all the various yeah maybe exactly. that's not the best but yeah it, with all the yeah, various shows it up. is because like i kind of see the mirepoix of everything or like the fundamentals of everything yeah um and all these dishes like in like skateboarding right uh mm -hmm. we've been skating a lot recently um and like trying to learn how to ollie um better at me, <laughs> for me it's like sure. the wait what'd you say trying to do it better <laughs> oh yeah 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 oh uh, <laughs> yeah it's because we have like such high standards <laughs> for exactly. what our ollies are but um <laughs> like the fundamental of when i pop my board this way how does the board react right you know like that that's the same way I approach a fighting game when I press this button, what does the game 
do mechanically and then I internalize it because it's, it's always going to be the same. And so like I just apply that to like real life. If I right. consistently pop this way, it's going to consistently do this. And so then right. if I if I push with my front leg this way, I can ollie. If I do it this way, it's a kickflip. If I do it right. this way, it's a heel flip. Same as yeah. like if I do light, medium, heavy on a fighting game, there's like different inputs and then you just put it all together and then like you just have like a you just have the beauty of right. the whole right, right. the process of the entire thing even though it's like there's the infinitesimal nuance of physics of reality you can kind of quantify it in those ways and yeah i know you much better than me like because you're conscious of how you're what what your muscular kind of disposition or like which is just how your movements affect the board because you're conscious of each each how each movement affects the process is that's why you're able to do what you do like i definitely can see that like yeah that, mm. that, it's exactly what we're talking about yeah at a base level it is just intentionality yeah um sometimes it's hard like, to get there it's hard to get to that yeah. platform though that yeah, whole we process were, we were just downtown um good time where i was like <clears throat> i've realized i can land like the tricks I want to do more efficiently if I just like take a breather and like intentionally like like do the process in my mind and I know exactly like what I'm gonna do and Mm -hmm. then I do it but then (laughs) I could tell for you like I can't really just tell you like yo just do it intentionally bro (laughs) and because it's hard (laughs) to get there so I'm like all right just like breathe and you know I was like hoping that would help but like essentially (laughs) it's impossible to get there unless you unless you've already like built your platform to that level you know what i mean right, right. the intentionality is only there if like you're already standing on that on like, or platform of experience that you've built yeah and that's just a matter of back to like we're like jumping back and forth between like <laughs> analogies and references, yeah. but like it that building of that platform is literally just pressing square over and over again until you like understand <laughs> every like you know every every variation of it so yeah, that you understand that. like when you do it you know exactly what the game is going to give back to you right and i'd say especially like the witness it's like um it's not only about like having the the experience to build that pillar that you were saying mm-hmm. um it's also about being it, it's almost like you have to also be intentional and critical of what parts of your experience were saying what and trying to kind of delineate what it meant and then you can build that pillar like that that's kind of to me it was the the overarching like the witness being intentional it's almost like you're building on your experience but don't just take your experience at face value sometimes it's like be like understand what it was saying to you right and i think that's, that's how you build base. that pillar yeah, you need that base for the pillar, but or exactly. also just crumble, you know. Exactly, exactly. It's like the infrastructure of the. It's like the, the interior of the pillar. <laughs> yeah, and then even then, there's just janitors inside. <laughs> <laughs> right back with it all size. It's always about everything. You know, like this high pillar of this game high knowledge fucking... seems like daunting for us but really there's just you just need to know the blueprints of the there's just you little know. plumbers inside of the pillars loki that does make a lot of sense but i i'm sure we just lost like yeah. all of you all oh, our yeah. listeners it's a meme now 
It's a but joke yeah. now. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> want to explore animals. that more off air. Oh, yeah, right. definitely. I do want to explain, but yeah, you know, this this does make a lot of sense. Hopefully, um, yeah. And for context, the witness is a like open world like puzzle solving yeah. game, and like the more you solve puzzles, the more you continue on like exploring the next whatever. Yeah, but it's it will, it, yeah. Is it like it's not two D, right? It's like really like open world, like yeah. It's a three D world, but the puzzles are usually two D. But they can play into the three D elements of the world in interesting ways. I don't want to spoil. Oh, spoil for me or the... <laughs> for I meant for everyone, but I guess yeah. Okay, well, yeah. So it's like um one example. This is name spoil because I'm not one paying forty bucks for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have your Steam for library. Pastel. So. Oh yeah, you have it. So yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> not that it's a bad game. It's just that. Uh, you know for that cost is I, it, yeah. I, I want to spend my energy elsewhere certainly on certainly games i already have right <laughs> i mean you play a lot of games yeah yeah but so like <laughs> an example would be um like when you draw sometimes it's like there's there's one point where it's like a maze right you've seen the maze puzzles yeah um but there's one where the rule and it doesn't tell you this uh directly it's kind of just an implicit assumption you have to make is that you have to avoid the shadows like they're on the board there's like things casting shadows and you have to draw the, the line that evades the shadows. But so the shadows are formed because of the trees around you because of the environment. But, and then once you draw it, it's, you know, you're avoiding the trees and the, the shade, but that's how like the 3d element plays into that 2d puzzle. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Simple example. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you but did yeah. say it, it's kind of like you're trying to learn the whole language of right. the game because it, it always like adds on top of like what you've learned from that puzzle. Mm-hmm. Everything's um uh what's the word? Um it builds on itself, it it's progressive, it develops. Yeah. It's accumulative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's all accumulative knowledge. Yeah. yeah. It's all accumulated. But it's right. also like it's not only like accumulated, it's also being refined with each yeah yeah shouts out john blow thank you john (laughs) (laughs) it's uh so like what he's trying to do is like it's really similar to wittgenstein ludwig wittgenstein who was a philosopher of he was an analytic philosopher of like mind and language um and so what i was going to ask you is like this is kind of like a meme question almost but it's also it's just so open-ended um but it's like, do you think everything is just language in a way? Hmm. Find out next time. Find on out next <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll be talking about next week. <laughs> um I mean, yeah, no, we'll that, about next that's week. not a bad idea, actually. But um yeah, Well, so that that's kind of like what Wittgenstein is. Yeah. He's proposing. He he goes philosophy of language and for now I will say Yes. All right. I'm sure we'll explore that more in future yeah, episodes. I, I think that is how my brain um, internalizes Uh-oh. processes. Yeah. It's all just language. And that's because I like, I don't like, I understand code. <laughs> I don't yeah. like code, but I but understand code. And that's why when I said, uh, like if I pop this way on my skateboard, it does this. That's like a code to me. It's like a yeah input output. It's like a it's a, yeah input output. Everything's input output language for me. And so that's interesting. That is um, very 
probably our experience yeah. too. Yeah, but then you get the language of like, like sheet music that you referenced earlier. Like, yeah, that's not necessarily input output because there's so many like nuances and little the ins and outs and intricacies it. that are still considered language, but it's mm-hmm. it's way more, um, like like dynamic than just input output right so yeah, like, I don't, and, I don't and that's like the process though that's like that's the witness is like yeah learn the language interesting yep, yeah yep yep we'll give it a try but yeah that wraps about, up this yeah. episode we're trying to get the new just like keep these episodes a bit more trimmed Brisk. and to the yeah. point fresh that way we will be uh busting them out every week yeah yeah more manageable bite-sized well, that's it. You hear the music already, folks. Uh, thank you for out. listening. Thank you very much. Hope that was interesting. Hope you look forward to our our next episodes on language. Is everything just language? Is it just language? Think Find about out it. On episode three of the season two Midnight Lantern. Take care. Bye. Peace.